When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome back to Trot's Life, and we meet a guy who I have met a few times and uh, had the pleasure of having just the one beer with him on an occasion, Andrew Gray from down the Mount Gambier Way. I'm not sure exactly where he lives, but we'll find out. Andy, first, mate, uh, how are you and whereabouts are you today? Uh, I'm down in the Mount. I'm at work at the moment at the produce store, but yeah, we, uh, me and Lisa, live out at Glen Burnie, just near the racetrack, the private racetrack. Oh, yeah, 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 okay. So, uh, mate, uh, let's go back. Let's uh, get how did you get involved in harness racing? Is it a family thing or did someone lead you astray? No, no, it is a family thing. Um, Mum and Dad had horses back in the mid-'70s with a trainer called Canute Rasmussen back then. They, we all lived in Panola, which is a little bit higher than Mount Gambia, and... Um, Mum, uh, Dad was fairly keen on the horses. His father and grandfather had thoroughbreds, I'm pretty sure of, but Dad decided he'd get in hand at the trotting game and um, they had the horses with Canute Rasmussen for a while and then Dad decided that I would try his hand at the breeding game and then all of a sudden there's plenty of horses out there and not many people to work them with. So um, there's me and my brother, so one of us had to um, give him a hand to, with the horses. His brother was too busy chasing women around and driving cars. So um, <laughs> I ended up, ended up with the horses, which I probably got the rough end of the stick out of that one, but that's how we started off. You didn't like driving cars, mate? I was into the cars. I wasn't good, good, good enough looking for the women, though, mate. He had all the looks all over me, so he got all the women, so I just ended up with the horses. You bred on all right, though. <laughs> yeah, the girls, yeah, that's all, all through the mother of the girls, I think. So, yeah, there's... <laughs> I didn't know much saying. It was all the mother's looks they picked up, the two girls. You're 57 years of age. You've trained 50 winners across the journey at 11%. So you've had a bit of fun along the way. So when did you first start training them in your name? Uh, I started when I was 18, which is wow. about end of 83, 84, around there. Wow. And probably, probably that seems a long time ago, doesn't it? <laughs> yep. But, we only had probably, you know, one to two horses in a year, if that. Like, we'd have, a, you know, more of one or two-horse set-up because we're breeding a few. So you'd, you'd take, not back in those days, you'd take two or three years to get them going and then you'd get them up to the track and realise they're no good. So back to the breeding barn, I <laughs> three years. But, yeah. Um, yeah, so we had a, had a stint at that for a fair while. And then, um, yeah, I, when I got married, I, um, my... Wife then wasn't real keen on the horses, so I dropped out for probably two or three years, four years, and then cut. I was living in Tarpana, a little town just out of the mountain, playing a bit of footy with the boys, and they decided it was a good idea to get a horse. So they decided that we used to go to trots a bit and have a few sherbets, and then the boys decided, let's get our own horse, and Andy, you can train it. So that's yeah. how I got kicked back into it again, and then, yeah. Sort of the way we went for them. It was a lot of lot of fun times and not much money we made, but geez, we had a lot of fun along the way. Yeah, I think that's the uh, the idea of it, isn't it? it? Would have 
So a bit of pressure training for all of your mates you're playing footy with, or or was that just oh, seriously just not, all good fun? No, it was fairly good fun. They, they had no idea about horses, cause I, so I could I could always bullshit my way around a fair <laughs> bit with them. <laughs> so yeah, they were a good bunch. Like they all helped that one way or another. And the boys used to I used to take them because I used to take the horse, so I couldn't drink. So I used to pick all the boys up in the car before we go, and then we'd go and. Funniest part is most of them would be fairly well drunk before they got in the car to get to the cross and Darley. So by the end of the night, they were in right, right old form. They didn't really give too much of a hoot. Uh, all about getting away with the mates and having a night away, no doubt, mate. So any good horses through the 80s or 90s or just horses that come along, won a couple or, or, or so? Yeah, yeah, mainly most most of my horses, um, we had one, won a race. But, you know, go on to win one or two, or mainly just one. You know, win a, win a maiden back in those days and sort of struggled a bit after that. Um, yeah, it was just, we bred a few and they went, there was no champions there. They sort of just won one or two. And then when I moved to Tarpena, when we kicked back into it again, I released a horse off old Bill Meadows. Uh, I think it was Flash Emperor originally. And he, 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 I think he only won two, but he ran about 17 placings. He was always around the mark, so it was a bit of fun then. Yeah, so, yeah, that's how it started. Uh, earlier in the 2000s, we were lucky enough to lease a horse off a stud called Tranquil Odyssey, and that sort of where where out of the 50 of the wins, 21 of them occurred. Yeah, yeah, I've got well, she had 135 starts in the end, 24 wins and 38 placings. She was a magnificent uh, mare for you, and. You had a few cracks at Mooney Valley as well. You had five trips to Mooney Valley while you were training her anyway, and you just couldn't quite crack that big Mooney Valley win, mate. No, no, that was the hard part about it. And and Victoria really looking after us well, us South Australians. They usually gave me the visitor's draw every yeah. time I went there. <laughs> I was always out like five or six, yeah, right out, out the outside, and we sort of... You know, they, they were great ones in saying, oh, you've drawn bad, just come back next week and you should draw a bit better. But when you're sitting in the car for like five or six hours to get across, there was no no chance to pull them back. So we used to give it all our all, but, yeah, used to just fall short. In the end, um, the travelling sort of started getting to me and wasn't fair on the horse, so I yeah. um, let Ashley Herbison take over the training. And he, I reckon he got a third there one night. We had it over, he got a third. So he had a few cracks at it too. And... Uh, yeah, he 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 went alright with it. How'd you know Ashley Herbertson back then? Uh, I didn't. I used to go. We were when when I had the mare. I was travelling around in Victoria, you know, a lot. Say the Ballarats, the yeah, Horsham's, the Terangs, and that. And uh, when I went there, I sort of needed a, a, someone that I knew. Then I was getting sick. Of, it was wasn't fair on the mare travelling. You had to go every week. I had to take days off work every week. Yeah, to travel. So I thought I was going to need a trainer over there, and his his horses always looked well, always presented well, always ran well, very polite, well mannered man. Uh, he was uh, just he's passed that on to his son too. He tries for me now. James is just yeah. the most polite, well mannered young man you could ever ask for. Yeah, so and you're probably always stable next to him, were you, Gray and Herbertson? You wouldn't yep. have been too yep. many between yep. you. No, nah, there wasn't too many, and yeah, yeah, his horses always looked well, always ran well. He was always very sensible about everything he done, and yeah, so yeah, I rang him up and said, "Look, you know, I'm sick of travelling. Here's a horse you interested in." And he said, "Yep, yeah, we'll, we'll take her on." So yeah, must have been. Wait, wait. 
must have been some great trips away still on those uh, with Tranquil Odyssey, getting the money at Terangs oh. and places like that. Oh, yeah, no. Because I, I used to take Brent, young Brent Howard with me, the, the footballer. And, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. me and Brent and some of the wild, and Jacko and the wild boys. And some, and we used to take my father. He was a, he didn't drink. And, um, yeah, I'd drive over and we'd run and usually run very well. And to the bar we used to go and I'd <laughs> hand the keys over and say, yeah, Dad, you're driving home. And then I always got the, the only bloody reason you bring me is to drive home. <laughs> Ah, he was all part of it. You've mentioned footy a few times. You only you only played about what eight nine hundred senior games. What are you up to now? Oh, no, no, not quite, not quite. It was about <laughs> four hundred and fifty, I reckon. I racked up in the end, but yeah, that was over. Yeah, over a, a few years span, that's for sure. And ta- you've bred on with Tranquil Odyssey, mate. Or well, it went back to the Tranquil Valley start up at Narracourt and. Uh, she she produced a foal called Barely a Grin, who won two races, six placings, and you've bred on from Brett Barely a Grin now. Yeah, yeah, Barely a Grin was a. Um, uh, we bought her when they we sent it back. The mayor when the lease ran out, they took it back and they sent it over to Lance, and he got the ring. He got three in the city. He got the three city wins, and then they rang me up a few years later and said if I was interested in buying uh, the Grin from here to here. Foal, when I yeah, I sort of jumped at it. We paid, paid a, a, not a bad price, but you know a decent price for it. It was a beautiful looking yearling. I said I'll have a look, and if that looks good, I'll take it. So I went up and took one look at it. And said, "Yep, we'll take it." But the part I didn't realise was the the meat, the carpal bones weren't properly formed in it. So its legs were seven, never really any good. That's why it was such a short career. We we um, yeah, they never really formed. So. Um, we only got the ten starts out of her, and she ran in the first uh, first eight runs. She was in the first three, yeah. And then yeah, the legs really gave way in the end. So we retired her and and picked up a couple of inbreeding bonuses along the way. So we went to Shadow Play first up, which got love a lovely little filly. But uh, she kicked the gate and snapped the set, uh, a sesamoid bone in the back of her foot. So she she's done. And the next one is barely glimpsed is a um, Auckland reactor and um, we went to send her back to stud last year and she's got a real bad growth in her ovaries and you know, we cannot read on with from her. So, yes, it was a, a bit of a blow, but... Yeah, all well, that. Goes. So this is the end of the line with barely a glimpse. Uh, yeah, barely a glimpse is the last one. I've got the filly still, so really she's uh, called barely a reason. That's the shadow play one. So oh, yeah, yeah. We haven't sent her back as yet. But, you know, I've still got something to continue on with. Yep, yep, with that. yep. So, yeah, yeah, I've still got a little bit of line, yeah. But yep. we thought it was going to be an ever-ending supply of, of getting foals. But, yeah, for some reason, you know, it, it had to be a very big operation over at Ballarat to fix it. So we sort of haven't gone. There's no group one winners there at the moment, so we haven't sort of looked down that line as yet. And barely a glimpse has shown you a little bit in a couple of starts and, and races at Mount at the Mount tonight. Yeah, he uh, went all right. For, yeah, showed a bit early in the piece. Um, I always liked our Philly more than that one, but I was working with a couple of handy horses and it was keeping up and, and sort of going real well with them. We went to Adelaide first up and we sort of walked out at the start and sort of got home all right and she'd sort of had enough, so we gave her a month off and brought her back, took her back up to Adelaide last week and she was working well, thinking this was going to be it, and she went, yeah, didn't, didn't shoot, went real ordinary. Real ordinary, but 
she's in the game Wednesday, so whether it's the travel or I'm not sure. It's early, early in his career. It's very immature horse, very big, yeah. immature two-year-old. So, you know, it's got the rest of his career yet. So it has been has ran a couple of nice mile rates. So there is something there. Now tell us how you work them. It's amazing where you work them and uh, down the pine trees. Yeah, yeah, where I'm out at, and the same thing happened at Tarpina, is um, the southeast is, anyone that's been down here is renowned for all the pine trees around. There's forests everywhere. It's the major industry in, in the southeast. So um, what we do is we just gear them up, and we've got carts specially made to work in the pines. They've got motorbike wheels with motorbike shockers on, so the, the old driver gets it easy sitting there bouncing along so he doesn't get bounced out, and then... We open the gate, down into the pines we go, and we go for about six k's out through the pine tracks and then spin around and six k's back. And, yeah, in the, in the winter is very interesting because it, I've got to come to work early. So when we head off in the winter time, we actually go in the dark. We just put a light on our head and the horse, all we see is the horse's bark. But the horse seems to know where he's going. He just has to dodge and weave a few kangaroos. But, yeah, we, we haven't any guts out of it yet. So, yeah. So, oh, it's all good. So you're on the roads as such around the pines? Are you dead set go down nah. in between them? Go in the pine break. Go down along. We go alongside the road for a little bit and then into the pine break. So you're down in, in the pine break. So there's pines each side of you. And you just go no smooth as anything because I planted them and there's not much not much machine, you know, machinery gets out around them. The odd you'll get around now and then and check the pines. But, yeah, we drive. Be on the pine break, and it's peaceful. The horses love it. They yeah, absolutely love yeah. it. You know, it's a, and there's always something different to see. There's a kangaroo popping out here, popping out there, emus, you know, odd eagles. I've seen a deer or two. So yeah, you, you get a bit of a bit of a seat. But yeah, it's very very enjoyable. Really, it's better than just going around around a track or anything like that. Yeah, hundred percent. So how long do they go for? What's the longest one? Is there some like? Because they're pretty long rows. Some of them. Yeah, oh, we just got a certain track we go on. I just go out in the car before that and we just measure out, say, our 11, 12 k's. I would say 6 k's out, 5.5, 6 k's. Yep, try and yep. pick the best track. We do have to change tracks sometimes because they come in and decide to cut the trees down. <laughs> <laughs> so you can't be going out there when the big machinery and they just, you know, it wasn't that long ago me and Lise went out and the block over, they were dropping the trees and you go along and it's just a big flood as trees hit the ground and, yeah, jumps in the gear a little bit, but yeah, they take it yes, pretty well. So. I I used to do it. I did a bit of running when I was younger, and I used to run up through a pine forest uh, at Mount Concord in a place called Yark. It's a long way from you, but uh, I was coming home from Shepparton one night, and I thought I might pull up and go go up Mount Concord again. So I ran up there, and little did I know they'd recently harvested a big section of it. So I'm yeah. running down this mountain in the middle of the night. No one knows where I am, and there's there was approximately 10 million pine cones on the ground. Really? Could you? <laughs> and, and they were everywhere. The pine cones. It was one of the silliest things I've ever done. I'm telling you. Do, do you get many issues with pine cones? Pine cones not so bad if you go right between them. If you go along, we've got a break that goes along an old used railway line along yeah. one side. So that's not quite as bad. You just got to sit fractionally out. But, yeah, yeah, we have a motorbike down, do some wheelies and stuff. And the, one of the bigger troubles we have in the winter is we, in the winter we get a lot of storms and that down here and you're in the dark. So 
if you go on that one morning, and during that day we have a big storm and a tree goes ass overhead, and you're cruising <laughs> along and you'll be hurting long sort of fair speed, and all of a sudden the horse will just hit the skids and you sort of can't work out, you know, you get shot forward a bit. There'll be a bit of a tree across the track or something like that, or a smaller one, you'll hit it and bounce up in the air and come back and hopefully land back in the seat. So. It's all, it's all good in the daylight. In the dark, it's a little bit more entertaining. <laughs> it's, you are dead set just the passenger by the sounds of it. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. No, it, it, it does get interesting, yeah. yeah. But it, it's all, uh, yeah, it, it, it's never boring. It is never boring. Andy, uh, I think getting you on the radio and having you proves I didn't take uh, too badly from when you destroyed me in the arm wrestle at uh, three in the morning at Mount Gambier after the Cup. So, um, yeah, I won't be doing that again, that's for sure, mate. Thanks for coming on. Uh, always good fun when I see you at the trots and best of luck uh, going forward, particularly with barely a glimpse. And I know you got good wood as well. Yeah, no worries, Davey. But just think this year, the Gold Cup this year, there'll be, there'll be no rematch because I've done my, done my shoulder and I don't want to go down to you, mate. I'd never hear the end of it. So there will be no rematch. I'll just take that win. Oh, no. Hang, I'll keep it as a memory. Hang on a second. Hang on a second. If you've done your shoulder, I think there might have to be a rematch. No, no, no we're going to have to go left-handed because, no, she's done. So oh, you, You'll beat me left-handed. Uh, yeah, that's not my forte. <laughs> I'll give you a running race maybe, but I'm not sure about the um, <laughs> but well I think oh, I think I'd had a couple of uh, encouragements by the time we got to that stage oh, of the night I, th- I think your sugar level would have been a lot higher than what mine was I think the yeah, barley intake was a bit higher than what mine was at that stage very good good on you Andy love catching up with you okay. mate no worries Toby thanks a lot that is Andrew Gray from the southwest and does have uh, barely a glimpse in Tonight at Mount Gambier, and it's always great catching up with a range of different people from the sport. And I've been lucky enough to, I'm lucky enough, I get around here and there in a few different places. I've got Leeton coming up uh, after Christmas on Boxing Day night. Can't wait to get up to Leeton and catch up with a few different people uh, that some I've met, some I haven't met, and and enjoy the times and create those acquaintances and those relationships. And, uh, yeah, had a few beers with Andy after the Mount Gambier Cup and uh, ended up in that arm wrestle. was was really good fun on the night. And, yeah, he's a strong bugger. He played footy for a long time. He's a very tall man. He'd be six foot six, six foot seven. So he played in the ruck for all those years for 450 games of footy, which says a fair bit about him. And he's a very popular bloke down at Mount Gambier. I uh, love having all those different people on, the big names, the little names, and everyone in between. That's what Trot's life is. It's uh, life for a lot of people, and, and, and it's an escape. And, and you heard it from Andy, you know, like uh, growing up and uh, through marriage and jumping in the car with some footy mates and getting away and taking his dad and having a beer with some mates. And uh, uh, you always, at the end of the day, you can always have a, have a beer, can't you, as uh, Ian Campbell told us uh, all 13 months ago. Let's get to a break and we'll come back. More Trot's Life on the other side.